My name is Emily Hines, and I attend Houston City Council meetings and take notes, and then I share those notes with you. Today's notes are from the council meeting on June 21st, 2023. Today's meeting started with a public hearing that dealt with changes to Chapter 42 and Chapter 26 of the Code of Ordinances aiming to promote neighborhood-focused homes. This has been drawing some ire. Before the presentation, Mayor Turner prefaced with two clarifications. Number one, the planning department decided not to move forward with market-based parking. Or number two, Y-shaped driveways. He encouraged all speakers planning to remark against these two things to please reconsider. Margaret Wallace Brown, the director of the planning department, outlined the proposed changes, which aim to promote neighborhood-focused homes and provide, quote, a wider variety of homes to meet the needs of Houstonians, end quote. These changes were developed with the Livable Places Action Committee to focus on affordability, walkability, and equity. There are four main proposed changes. Number one, make it easier to build accessory dwelling units or ADUs. Perhaps the return of the garage apartment is finally upon us. Number two, make it easier to build and maintain triplexes and fourplexes, near and dear to my heart. Number three, encourage courtyard development, which means smaller units centered around a shared common green space. And number four, incentivize rear and shared access parking and driveways for narrow lot development, which means townhomes. So this would restrict front access driveway widths, which will be safer for pedestrians, allow for more green space along the street, and provide more public access to the public curb. Public access for the public curb is a really good slogan. Somebody please use this for something. The fourth bullet point is the one that really seems to be the sticking point. Conjure in your mind, if you will, a street lined with townhomes. The townhomes have large double garages, windowless fronts, and the front door is hidden away to the side, very likely behind a gate. The driveways are quite wide and often abut the neighboring townhomes driveway, creating an even wider driveway. Director Wallace Brown commented on the lack of sidewalk space, green area, drainage issues, space for trees, as well as the safety problem for pedestrians. The proposed code offers incentives for alleyway and side access parking and garages. It encourages forward-facing front doors and windows, and it encourages driveway options that are smaller to make room for more sidewalks and greenery and to make it safer for pedestrians. There were so many speakers signed up that they limited each one to just one minute. I listened to 10 before I decided to log off and return later for the rest of the meeting. The 10 speakers that I saw were all involved in the real estate business, either as agents or developers or property owners, and they all opposed the changes, many because it would allegedly hurt their profit margin. Today's public hearing was just that, a hearing, and nothing got voted on. Next, I'll go over the mayor's report. Wednesday was the first day of summer and just, okay, the first day. I laughed. The Bethune Empowerment Center has a ribbon cutting on Saturday, June 24th at 10 a.m. And the Pride Parade is this Saturday, June 24th. It starts at 7 p.m. at City Hall. Very quick mayor's report. Next up was the vote on the Capital Improvement Plan Budget, or the CIP. Item 4 approved the fiscal year 2024 through 2028 $11.5 billion CIP budget after a few amendments proposed by council members. This was similar to the budget process, but nowhere near as long. Thank goodness for that. The CIP is basically a budget within the budget that only deals with major infrastructure projects. For reference, the CIP budget last year was $10.5 billion. This year's $11.5 billion. 
Many council members proposed symbolic amendments. They used this opportunity to highlight projects they wish could get funding, knowing that the funding is not available. Mayor Turner did not argue with the need, lamented the lack of funding, and said the city is trying to outsource with state and federal partners for grants. Most council members withdrew their amendments. Here are the ones that passed. Councilmember Huffman of District G proposed 12.03, which amended language that allows the police department to look for a substation location in District G, which does not currently have a substation. Councilmember Cisneros of District H proposed 13.01, which amended language so that if funding for the purchase of property for flood detention in the East Texas Jensen area is not found elsewhere, Cisneros agrees to reallocate funding from a different CIP project if needed. So, the fiscal year 24-28 CIP budget passed as amended. In conclusion, Mayor Turner reiterated his administration's commitment to finding funding elsewhere for all of these projects that could not be included, and said that the city has set aside money to be used for matching fund requirements when necessary. A lot of grants require the city to match whatever funding is given, whether it's federal or state, so you need to have that money set aside and prepped ready to go. Next up are a selection of some of the agenda items that caught my eye and ear. Item five, approved $92,000 for emergency medical supplies for the fire department. Item eight, approved $40,000 for the special paper the health department uses for birth and death certificates. You have to use a very specific kind of paper for these records, and there is only one authorized vendor in the state of Texas, Veritrace Incorporated. There are three items that dealt with HPD spending. Item nine approved 350,000 for one Bearcat armored tactical vehicle. The Bearcat is a favorite for SWAT operations and features, quote, blast resistant floors, gun ports, roof hatches, and a turret, lights, sirens, battering ram, winches, thermal cameras, and spotlights, end quote. Item 10 approved $144,000 for bullet resistant shields. Item 11 approved $65,000 for rifle scopes and magnifiers. Item 12 approved $28,000 for our old friend tapping saddles. Just in time for pride, baby. Item 22 approved the creation of the Houston Opioid Abatement Fund. It's empty now, but when the state receives forthcoming money from opioid abatement settlements, some of that money will be sent to Houston and other cities and counties, so now we have somewhere to put it. Item 23 approved a $307,000 grant to the women's home for supportive services to people and family living with HIV and AIDS. Item 34 approved an $886,000 grant to Brentwood Community Foundation for housing for people and family living with HIV and AIDS. Item 38 approved $750,000 in ARPA funding for the Alliance for Multicultural Community Services to implement a preventive program addressing domestic violence in vulnerable populations, but especially men and boys. The program will include neighborhood canvassing and outreach, intervention sessions for men and boys teaching them healthy alternative behaviors, and trauma-informed counseling and psychiatric services. The program is an innovative step towards addressing violence before it happens in communities of color, and I wanted to highlight it because we don't often hear about things preventing domestic violence and specifically addressing men and boys. Item 63 authorized Houston to participate in a coalition of cities organizing to review and perhaps protest rate increases from Psy Energy, which provides gas service to about 650 Houston customers in District D. Even the city knows that organizing a group of interested parties to fight for their collective rights is a powerful bargaining tool. 
And that's it for this meeting. Thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. And if you would like to join our Patreon supporters, I invite you to visit patreon.com slash emilytakesnotes. You will get a shout out on this very podcast. Also, thank you to ACLU Texas and Houston in Action for their support. This podcast has music by Joe Wozni and it was produced by Connor Clifton. That's it for this week. I'm Emily Hines and I thank you for listening. 